Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio loyal FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. Today joining us on Skype Audio is Paul Loudon, an autistic adult and author of Behind the Locked Door, Understanding My Life as Autistic. He has made himself available for interviews about this topic and uh, anything autism related. And uh, I want to jump into the, uh, the the first topic here, which is your book. Tell us a little bit about the book. It sounds uh, incredible. Tell, tell us a little bit about the writing process and everything for the book, Paul. So the book is something I started quite a few years ago now, four, maybe five, and um, I have difficulty getting things done on my own. Um, autism, among other things, provides motivational difficulties, so I worked with someone where I largely dictated and they wrote down, and then uh, I got together and uh, put it together in an order that sort of makes sense for the progression through topics, but it's largely a collection of sort of individual stories and essays about my life and my experiences, how I went through it, what it meant to me as an autistic individual, how I may have experienced it differently than people around me would, and what I was able to learn from it, how it affected me and affected my growth. Well, this this book is incredibly well written. Tell me a little bit about the writing process. I, I know that... Uh, uh, Writing books can be difficult, but but even having a, having a, uh, everything else being autistic and everything else makes it even more difficult. Uh, tell us a little bit about that process. Well, the process really was uh, I, I put together a list of basically chapters. I had I think initially twenty seven maybe, and so I went through each of them and I, I looked for. Uh, how I would ex- describe it. Um, I, I largely do uh, speaking. I, I talk at uh, conventions and give presentations or just talk about my life experience and do Q&A. So I, present, I, I approached each one as if someone asked me about this topic, if someone asked me about relationships and said, you know, well, you know, h- how have relationships worked for you in your life? You know, have you dated? What was it like? Have you made friends? How do you make friends? And I then just... Uh, came up with how I would describe uh, that experience, what what happened to me, and how I would tell someone about it. So the book is largely written in a sort of conversational tone. Uh, a lot of it focuses on what it sounds like when I speak about a topic, because I wanted it to really uh, feel like it was me speaking. I went back through and re-edited a whole bunch of times just to, to try to largely make sure the tone sounded like me and not just uh, you know a book about me. We've got Paul Loudon with us today, an autistic adult and author of Behind the Locked Door, Understanding My Life as an Autistic, and uh, he's with us today here on our big broadcast. Now, um, this this book, like I mentioned, incredibly well written, incredibly well put together. Um, well, I know that recently there, there's been some studies out there that, that have talked about uh, preventable injuries and things of this nature. What, what, what did you think about this recent survey? Well, one of the th- interesting things is, is the the recent study 
indicates that those of us with autism are more likely to suffer preventable injuries, are more likely to uh, drown, especially as young children, things like that. But it doesn't really dig into why yet, because you can't really do studies on why something happens until you establish conclusively that it does happen and you're not looking at something else. So there's still a lot of questions to be answered. But I think one of the important things is that um, you know a lot of those of us with autism we end up living fairly sheltered lives where we're kept away from a lot of dangers and, and things like that. And so uh, what people interpret as common sense, which is not really common, common sense is something that you learn just like anything else, is, you know, it's not common sense not to touch the burner on the stove. It's common sense not to touch the burner on the stove a second time. Yes. And so you learn it over time. And when you're sheltered from a lot of these experiences, then when you go out, when uh, you know you run, as a lot of autistic kids do, they they get away and, and they run. Then you don't have that that base of experiences that, that tell you that things can be as dangerous as they are. So there's a lot that goes into just the idea that um, you know, much like we have an immune system that protects us from diseases, we have a mental immune system that protects us from physical threats where we recognize and avoid them that doesn't necessarily develop if, if you live uh, too sheltered a life. I've, I've told people that one of the things about autism and, and helping an autistic individual grow into a stronger uh, adult, a more full adult, is that you can't hide us from danger. Um, I can walk in a straight line on the ground pretty easily with my feet on the line but you even take it one foot off the ground and make it into a balance beam and it becomes a much more difficult process where even though i'm not experiencing real threat if i fall off a one foot balance beam i'm not going to be seriously injured it does create a very different skill set and so you have to create a world where there's a risk of failure some minor threats you can't isolate everything or we don't develop those skills for coping with them We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. And uh, Now, h- how would you describe autism to someone who doesn't know much about it? It's very hard to describe just because uh, it's known as autism spectrum disorder. It's a spectrum, and it, it can range from you know mild enough that you won't even get diagnosed to significant enough that you aren't able to handle even the most basic of life, life tasks without assistance. And largely, it, it's sort of... You know, the easiest way to talk about it may be to describe it as a sort of anxiety disorder where the world, we experience it in different ways. We, we interpret social things differently. We interpret sensory things differently. Our body uh, and our brain reacts to stimulus in different ways, and it can be different for each of us, and how we learn to cope with it can be different. But it means that, that interactions with the world and experiences of the world often either take more energy or we just don't have the energy to do it. So we may not be able to make eye contact because eye contact tires or makes us anxious. Uh, you know, sensory issues, lights and sounds may overwhelm us. And as our brain is struggling to process all these different inputs at different levels, uh, you know, parts of it just pull away. We, we develop coping mechanisms, uh, stimming, flapping our arms, things like that, that help us release these experiences that we don't have any other process for coping with. But it can also result in us pulling away from the world around us and acting in ways that other people uh, don't really understand or interact with well. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. And uh, this, this is uh, a topic that a lot of folks 
are discussing nowadays, and that's autism. And we've got a great, great guest with us today. Paul Loudon joins us, autistic adult, author of Behind the Locked Door, Understanding My Life as an Autistic. And uh, fairly recently, Sesame Street announced they're going to bring in an autistic character to their uh, to their cast, um, how do you think this is going to to move the conversation forward? I guess. In my opinion, this is one of the most significant events for the autistic community in a long time. Um, you know, there's a lot of failure to recognize that high functioning autism is still a significant disorder. A lot of people think once we're able to talk as well as I can, that we're probably able to do all right, but. Uh, you know, the truth is, is wherever you fall in the spectrum, you don't get a diagnosis unless it impacts your ability to live uh, an ordinary life, unless it causes significant enough problems to be worth a diagnosis. Um, but when you see autism in TV and movies, there's sort of two typical autistic characters. There's the one who is a problem for other people to solve. They're there, but they don't really have much of a a, a place of their own there's someone to create a story around that you know the parents and their struggles in finding a good therapist or getting you into the right school or or whatever but the autistic individual usually doesn't get to express much or any of themselves or you have a character who isn't technically autistic but shows autistic traits as the butt of jokes the awkward nerdy guy who doesn't really get sarcasm and social cues and so then it's autism being laughed at and even if the show never says autism if you go and read about the character elsewhere they'll say you know the the possibly autistic whatever and so this is a chance to have an autistic character and i've read a bit about what sesame street wants to do with her who has their own personality has their own personhood and shows that you can have autism and be a person too that autism isn't who you are is just something that affects you. And so I think it's huge to have this, this person who is autistic, but also a person. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. And uh, with, with the world of, uh, of, of autism and, and everything else, um, what parts of communication are challenging for people with autism? Break that down for us. So the most common uh, problem... Uh, autistic people have with communication is what I'm going to call implied communication. And that's when you're communicating something above, beyond, or other than what you're saying. So sarcasm is often implies communication. If someone says, you know, something to you and, and the response you get is sarcastic, yeah, that's what I want, then obviously yeah. the actual statement is, no, that's not what I want. But a lot yeah. of times, um, an autistic individual can miss that either because they can't pick up on it or because they may understand sarcasm, but even being a little bit distracted or otherwise focused on other things, the part of their brain that they've trained to react to it doesn't pick up. Or just the simple thing like a parent saying, you know, boy, these garbage cans are getting kind of full, which means please take out the garbage. But yes. they didn't say please take out the garbage. And so, you know, that sort of implied communication and social communication where the tone of voice, body language, and other things make up more of it. It is the part we tend to miss the most. It is a fantastic guest with us today. Joins us live here on our big broadcast. Now, uh, before we let you go, my friend, how do we get a hold of you online, pick up the book, all that? If you go to loudenonautism.com, L-O-U-D-E-N, you'll find uh, my blog posts. You'll find a uh, link to my book. You can check out my Facebook page where uh, I post a lot of the blog posts and interact with uh, people who are interested in asking me questions and things like that. Uh, so that's it. Find me at loudenonautism.com. 
Fantastic. Well, have yourself a wonderful day. I really appreciate the interview, and uh, thanks for coming on with us today. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. That was Paul Loudon, and you can get more information Loudon on autism.com. We're going to take a brief time out and come back with our next guest here on the Tuesday edition of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Amazon. It's really easy to support the Jiggy Jaguar experience before you shop on Amazon. And we all know you do. Go to the website, jagshow.com. Click on the Amazon banner on the homepage. It's that easy. Remember, that's jagshow.com. Click the Amazon banner before you shop. Check out audibletrial.com slash jaguar. For you, the listeners of the Jiggy Jaguar Experience, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, I recommend End of Watch by Stephen King. Check out audible.com. It is amazing. Check out A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. That's audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash jaguar. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash jaguar for your free audiobook. Do your kids treat money like it grows on trees? Imagine never having to hear your son or daughter say to you, Can I borrow $100 knowing quite well it is gone forever? It's time to change all that with a new system called Debt-Free Children. This innovative program allows your children five years after high school or college to pay cash for their house and car and still have money in the bank. The unbelievable has become reality. Debt-Free Children shows you how to teach your adult children to earn, save, and live a debt-free lifestyle starting right now. Order Debt-Free Children today at just $19. It's a bargain that will pay dividends for a lifetime. Visit YourDebtFreeChildren.com to place your order now. That's YourDebtFreeChildren.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneur's Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company at the age of 96. Order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life. It's a minute report for America. Fidel Castro violated human rights in almost every way imaginable. He was a key sponsor of international terrorism. His secret police had informants on every block. He imprisoned an extraordinary number of people, some of whom are guilty of nothing more than disagreeing with his policies or simply seeking to leave. Cuba has the distinction of incarcerating some of the world's longest-serving political prisoners. He imprisoned homosexuals and transsexuals merely for their sexual preferences. 
His administration of the island nation was an economic and human rights disaster. Of most importance to the United States was his alliance with the Soviet Union during the height of the Cold War. When Washington sought to overthrow his oppressive regime, which followed Moscow's philosophical leanings and practices, he urged the USSR to launch a nuclear strike against America. I'm Frank Furnicio. Read more at usagovpolicy.com. 24-7, 365, and available worldwide on the Internet. This is the number one talk show online, the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Show. Welcome back to our big broadcast, Coast to Coast. It's the Tuesday edition of our big program. We are going to call Stacy Lane Wilson on the old Skype audio. And uh, see if we can get her in here. We're calling her a little late. Paul Loudon went over <laughs> by a bunch. But uh, we are going to see if we can get Stacy Lane Wilson in here. And uh, see what's going on. We've got her connected on Skype. We're anxiously awaiting to talk to Stacy Lane Wilson. Hi. And I believe there's Stacy Lane Wilson. How are you? Here I am. Uh, welcome to the broadcast. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Now, uh, you have an incredible background. Uh, you have done a, a heck of a lot, and you come highly recommended by the godfather of internet talk radio, Mr. Frank Cotolo. So, <laughs> I couldn't uh, <laughs> ask for a better recommendation. <laughs> so I wanted to get you on today. Uh, first of all, uh, give our listeners a little bit of an introduction on yourself. Kind of give us a little bit of background. Uh, I'm a writer, and I have a new book out. It's a memoir called So L.A., a Hollywood memoir. And I'm also a filmmaker and a film journalist, and the list goes on, but I think I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. I know it's a, we have a finite amount of time. Today. Yes. Well, 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 well tell, tell us about the book. It, it, is, it is amazing. I know that uh, Frank uh, sent me uh, some information on it. it. It just sounds like it is just a bang-up book. Well, yeah, my uh, dad is a rock star and my mom is a pinup model. So growing up with those two characters throughout the uh, 1970s in Hollywood was quite the childhood. Uh, so that's a big part of the book. And then I talk a little bit about um, the Sunset Strip music scene in the 80s with the hair bands and the glam metal and kind of just finding my way as a writer throughout that time. I I wrote some music reviews and such, and then um, eventually got into film journalism. Now, how do you go from that to film journalism? <laughs> That's a good question. I kind of just fell into it. I mean, of course, I've always loved movies growing up where I grew up and was always a, a bit of a film buff, but I never really thought about it as a career for myself until um, some editors at uh, genre magazines like uh, Lacron Fantastique and Cine Fantastique asked me to write some reviews that I just really took to it. So that led to a job with the Sci-Fi Channel, where I was a red wow. carpet reporter. So I got to interview a lot of the great icons of, of the genre, and even some of the bigger, you know, A-list stars that are not necessarily associated with genre. Yeah. 
Now, uh, when, when, when you go out there and, and you get ready to do some of these interviews, and, and especially, for instance, like with a red carpet interview, um, mm-hmm. how much prep work do, do, you, do you put in before you go out there uh, for that? Uh, when I started, I did do prep work, but I learned very quickly that the red carpet is a very fast-paced uh, environment, and you never really know who's going to stop in front of your microphone, so you just have to be ready to wing it. And um, so I would go in with just a little bit of knowledge about the film that I was covering and kind of take it from there, which is really more my style. I prefer to um, go with the flow of things rather than be overly prepared. I often saw other journalists on the red carpet, especially those with um, the fashion magazines, you know, with a a list of questions, you know, who are you wearing, (laughs) you know, (laughs) what size are you, and, you know, those kind of questions. And they'd just go down this list, but they wouldn't really listen to the person who was answering the questions, so they would never really be able to develop a flow in the conversation, which I thought, you know, came off pretty awkward. So when when you wing it uh, on the red carpet, <laughs> yes. what 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 are what are what is some of your go to stuff? Well, that's a good question too because it is such a, a fluid um, environment that you really just kind of have to go with what you're seeing, what you know, what maybe other people have said um, yeah. prior to the person that you're talking to at the time. So you can kind of build on a co-star's comments about the film and ask the next person what they think about that. So you're kind of building a story as you go along. We've got a great guest with us today. Stacy joins us here in our big, 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 big broadcast. And uh, <laughs> Stacy, th- th- this book is absolutely amazing. Where can we pick the book up if people want to get a hold of you? Uh, the book is available at Amazon, and it's uh, Kindle with full-color pictures throughout, you know, of my mom and my dad and me throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s, or they can also get it on paperback, and the photos are in black and white, and it's also um, being simultaneously released with my mother's memoirs, which is called uh, Legends and Lipstick, and she really had quite the life in the late 50s and early 60s, gallivanting with the likes of the Kennedys and the Rat Pack and Marilyn Monroe and Elizabeth Taylor and Errol Flynn. I mean, the list goes on and on. So I think they both both books really complement each other. Now, uh, was that done on on purpose? Was that done for marketing Absolutely. purposes? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no coincidence. No. There. Yeah, we we both just really wanted to tell our story right about the same time, you know. And I think that they really do um, show different perspectives of different generations, but coming from sort of the same place. So it's interesting to, to compare them, I think. Now, what do you want readers to take away from your writing of the book? Well, my book is about really sort of overcoming adversity. I had a few tough times in my life here and there, and I wanted to show that you can um, succeed in the face of, of adversity. I, I went through um, some tough times as a kid because my mother, and she talks about this in her book as well, um, had a radical double mastectomy in the early 1970s when the surgery was really quite barbaric. And um, she wound up falling into a depression and becoming an alcoholic. She wrote herself, so growing up with that was difficult. And then I, I had some hard times in my adult life as well, but I really feel like I am in the right place now. So I wanted to share that story with people and Hopefully it's inspirational, but the book really is more entertaining and fun than anything else. So I hope that they just enjoy it. It's my 
hope for the takeaway. <laughs> We've got a great guest with us today. Stacy Lane Wilson joins us here in our big broadcast, and she has a, an amazing, amazing book out there. It's available on Amazon, and, and uh, th- th- this book is, is getting a lot of rave reviews. Tell us about some of the feedback you've gotten on the book so far. Oh, it's really exciting and very um it's the word gratifying, I guess, because when you're writing a book about your own life, you're it's obviously you're pretty myopic on it and it's it's hard to know if what you're sharing is interesting or, you know, is it good. So I had a, a few beta readers as well from around the world to kind of not just people from LA to kind of give a perspective to some people who knew me well, some who didn't. So that really helped in the writing of the book. So I feel like the uh the reviews are definitely getting what I was wanting to put across. So uh, they're getting the touching moments and the hard moments and the harrowing moments, but also finding the humor in it and ultimately feeling like it's an inspiring story, which is really what I wanted to do. Now, did you have a particular writing style that that you used with with the book? Well, I, I couldn't write unlike myself. So, no, I always find that um, I have sort of a, a corny sense of humor so there are a few humorous asides in there even in the darker moments where some people might find it irreverent but uh that's just me so i didn't try to <laughs> squelch that we've got stacy lane wilson joining us today here in our broadcast and uh before we let you go my friend how do we get a hold of you online and pick up the book and participate on social media and everything with you I am pretty much everywhere, but, <laughs> but to anyone can find me through um, my website. It's probably the best place to start, which is stacylanewilson.com, and that is spelled S-T-A-C-I-L-A-Y-N-E-W-I-L-S-O-N. But I am on Facebook and Twitter, and you know, just type my name in, and you can pretty much find me. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. I definitely want to have you back. And uh, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Stacy Lane Wilson with us today here via the magic of Skype. We are going to take a brief time out. We're going to play some Anthony Gomes, Whiskey Train, on the Tuesday edition of the world famous Chiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. we got more coming up.
the Jiggy Jaguar Show on JiggyJaguar.com. Welcome back to our big broadcast. It is our Tuesday edition of our big broadcast. We are rocking and rolling today. My thanks to Paul Loudon, also Stacy Lane Wilson. We've got another great interview coming up here in a few moments. Our guest is standing by. We'll get to them here in just a few seconds. Uh, get a hold of us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Jiggy Jaguar, or the Jiggy Jaguar app is now available. Go to jiggyjaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information all available on our fantastic app. Get a hold of us, jiggyjaguar.us. That's J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.us, or find it in the app stores. We've got a great guest on the telephone. We're going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Then we'll talk a little bit about why he's here. Go ahead and give me a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Well, hi, Jiggy. Thank you so much. Tansen Fairmont here, yes. So yes. Uh, You've got a wonderful audience, a wonderful show there, and I'm very happy and uh, grateful to be on board with you. Well, uh, uh, tell, us, tell us a little bit on your background for, for folks that haven't heard you before. Well, uh, I've been a speaker at seminars on uh, freedom issues. Um, the uh, United States Supreme Court uh, issued six, no less than six U.S. Supreme Court cases saying that Americans are sovereigns without subjects. Uh, this was to change the orientation of the king and the nobility of Europe to what Americans are supposed to be more of a free society. And yet that's been lost by the wayside largely. And I began analyzing why is that? And came to realize it is due to the lack of sufficient development of baseline happiness and consciousness, the state of consciousness. And as my studies advanced, I began finding solutions um, to debts, solutions to taxes, solutions to business and prosperity and uh, all kinds of law, and um, found that the people who were gaining the use of these solutions were usually those who uh, were happier and had more well-adjusted development of consciousness through whatever uh, practices they do. Um, so uh, sovereignty consciousness became my topic in the 90s on cruises. We had a lot of ocean cruises. They were a lot of fun on the Caribbean and in the Pacific and uh, tax haven resorts, five-star hotels, and some of the nicest people from around the world were attending these seminars. And so over the years, I've had the privilege of visiting some 35 countries or so and uh, got exposed to the offshore world as well as how asset protection is done onshore and how to relieve people of suffering uh, due to excessive debt. A lot of families are drowning in excessive credit card debt, um, student loans, lines of credit, mortgages, and so forth. And we have perfected a method whereby people can at least eliminate their unsecured debts. That means not your house mortgage or your car loan, but the credit card debts and the student loans that are uh, not secured by an asset. Um, So I wondered if you know if your audience knows that none of the banks ever loaned anything. Really? Nothing came out of the bank's accounts when they issued that credit. Now... Explain that a little bit more detail for us, because that, that, that is an interesting uh, point that you raise. Well, you know, back in the 1800s, our dollar was backed by gold. And uh, they got away from that in the 20th century. 
So uh, we end up now with what's called fiat currency, which means backed by nothing but our bodies, our labor, and our property, our confidence, basically. And uh, there's a book called The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin that I highly recommend everyone read. It's the story of the banking system and the Federal Reserve, and it's very, very interesting. It's a page-turner. And in there, you have the revelation of what's called the Mandrake Mechanism. So uh, those who are listening today should know that you can improve the economy. (laughs) (laughs) You can improve the economy as well as your own finances by ceasing your tribute to the uh, money lenders um, and redirecting those much-needed funds and hard-earned funds to your own good, to your medical bills, to even a vacation, to a a spiritual or an educational retreat, or to helping your children. Um, The payments to Visa, MasterCard, and all these different uh, credit cards and student loans are not going to repay a debt because no debt ever originated from their accounts. We've been doing this since 2002, so 15 years strong, 100% success in the sense that not once in that 15 years have the banks ever, ever once been able to show that they loaned a penny. Nothing came out of their house. It was created out of thin air. And so, you know, a lot of good people say, well, ethically, I believe in paying my my fair share, my debts, as, you know, I got goods and services, and I agree. I totally agree. Uh, the thing is that these this cartel, this international banking cartel that made the Visa, MasterCard, and other uh, signature loans, inserted themselves into the middle of a transaction between you and the merchant. Yes. The merchant gave goods and services as and should have gotten paid and did get paid. So he or she uh, got paid as he or she should, and you got the goods and services, and the credit came out of your card and, and went to them. That's all proper. That's as it should be. What happened, though, is that this banking cartel inserted itself in the middle and said, I want 100% of that paid back to me, plus interest. And if you don't pay it, we'll come and take something, we'll prosecute, well, whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's like holding their gun to the side of your head and saying, I want a piece of that action. What we've been doing is giving letters to people to send to these lenders that challenged them to show where they loaned something and that they complied with a list of lending laws, uh, including the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, uh, the Truth and Lending Act. I mean, we've got a number of laws that we quote in there, and they are in violation of those laws. They've committed fraud. We've caught them red-handed. They have no defense to it. They can't legitimize it. They can't answer our points. So what they do is beat around the bush, and they'll send back your statements. Or they'll send back your original uh, loan contract. Well, guess what? That's made null and void by fraud. So even your original signature on the loan agreement is is rendered null and void by their fraud. So they, they can't answer these dispute points. So we have our people sending the letters repeatedly each month uh, for a few months, usually two, three, four, five, six months, and they'll fade away. Generally, that has been the experience. They will fade away. They will give up. They'll realize you mean business. You're not letting go of this issue. They have no defense to it. They can't answer it. We even give them an affidavit to sign under penalty of perjury that if they really loan something and they would really be harmed by this much, that if we don't pay it back, sign here. 
Not once have they ever signed it. So, so essentially, you guys send them you you, you guys send them something uh, over and over and over and over and over, and 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 eventually they just fade fade away and classify themselves as obsolete, essentially. Right, because the only evidence that the debt really exists is their collection efforts. You see, that makes it look really uh, legitimate by the fact that they put, invest billions of dollars in all their sophisticated machinery to create a sophisticated mirage. And when we penetrate right through the veil with these letters and challenge them to prove that it actually exists, they can't do so. They're inept. So it's liberated thousands of American families from the burden of undue debt, and they have, many of them said that you've been the answers to our prayers. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Now, is there a website or something we, we can direct folks to, to 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 get more information about all this? Yes, brilliance, like the brilliant midday sun, only with a C E at the end. B R I L L I A N C E N. So that's N I N Commerce. So brilliance in commerce dot com. Brilliance. N I N Commerce C O M M E R C E dot com, and the other thing that we specialize in is asset protection. We've uh, identified several hundred different trusts, offshore trusts, statutory trusts, living trusts, um, IBCs, which are international business corporations, and of course you have your standard LLCs, S corporations, C corporations, five hundred one three Cs in the United States, but people worldwide are buying a particular type of what we call natural law trust, which derive from what the elite have traditionally used throughout the years. The Kennedys, the Mellons, the Carnegies, the Rockefellers have used a little-known type of what used to be called Massachusetts trust or common law trust, pure trust, irrevocable, um, sovereign. There is different... um, adjectives given to describe it. We choose to call it natural law trust because it complies with the basic law of the universe, which is whatever you send out comes back to you. You do good for people, that good will come back to you. Yes, yes. And that law most people have experienced is immutable. And so this trust complies with and harmonizes with you have all these different kinds of law and these days, it is best to be international. You know, they, we're increasingly in an international world now. Daily smartphones and the Internet connect us globally. Statutory law in different countries disagree with each other. So the best way to have a trust these days is to have one, one that works internationally. And the smoothest and most harmonious international trust is the natural law trust because it blends the best of all bodies of law into one set of asset protection principles that work equally well everywhere. Brilliance is the official website, and uh, you guys have a uh, have a radio program over there as well. Tell us about this. Well, um, we haven't had any uh, shows broadcasting for a couple of months because we're doing a lot of research, but we're resuming that very soon, and uh, we uh, welcome guests and uh, listeners and speakers who want to discuss these topics. And we have a lot of exciting news forthcoming. We have new services coming on board. We have all kinds of people nationwide who used to be in the law profession. Uh, They got 
this fed up with the corruption in the system, and they're joining us. They're saying, you know, we like what you're doing. We want to support you. So we've had CPAs, lawyers. We've had all kinds of bankers, people who uh, saw the inside of what was going on, and they wanted to stand for a better world. So it's been wonderful having this kind of support coming forward. Well, and see, this 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 is the <laughs> this is the thing. I think most people, once they are inside uh, this this whole thing and they see what's going on, uh, it 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 just changes them essentially. Yes, you've heard the saying: uh, the pessimist complains about the wind; the optimist believes the wind will change; the realist adjusts the sails. Yes. And so that's what we're doing. We're adjusting the sales. Um, our trust has had no penetration or invalidation in three decades. Our debt elimination system has never failed if people follow simple instructions and don't give up. Um, and it's never been invalidated either. The basic argument, no court, no bank, no lawyer anywhere has been able to invalidate these basic challenges. And we've been adding a few more. We keep on improving it. Like lately, we, we decide to add that, you know, there's a law that says that for a contract to be legitimate, there has to be a wet ink signature on both ends. There is yes. none. At least on the bank's end. I them to show that, too, and they can't. So it just goes on getting stronger. It's absolutely amazing. Absolutely Diggy, amazing. I think, you know, yes. that one of our best forms of service now is to liberate people from these old limitations um, and suppressive measures. You know, the uh, central bank of all central banks in Switzerland, Basel, uh, the Bank of International Settlements, mandated a couple of years ago that the entire global monetary system move from, an as- uh, from a debt-based system to an asset-based system. And it's been kind of difficult to convince uh, the so-called powers that were uh, in the United States to do so. So they're being taken down. There's been a lot of arrests. There's been a power struggle. Uh, There are changes now to move the world towards an asset-based system backed by gold or silver or oil or something of internationally accepted value rather than just debt, which is fiat, which is fiat basically means because I say so. It means a monetary system based on a dictatorship, and that's what we've had. You've heard about uh, Rothschild's statement uh, 300 years ago. He said, uh, give me control of a nation's currency, and I care not who makes the laws. Yes, yes. So that's what the world is evolving out of and into a system that is going to be more just, more benevolent, more abundant. Did you hear about Buckminster Fuller's calculation in the seventies? Uh, uh, yes, had, yes, but but go ahead, go ahead and and and, and explain to it the, the folks that haven't. Well, Buckminster Fuller was the inventor of the geodesic dome and hundred or so other inventions, and he was a philosopher, mathematician, genius, speaker. Had some forty-eight PhDs. Most of them were honorary, but you know, a lot of degrees. And a good man who really cared about the world and was interested in helping to move the economics of the world away from war and into peace and he did a calculation where he added up all the man-made wealth in the world it came up to a huge dollar amount of the gross world product back in the 70s and then just simply divided it by the world's population and what it indicated is that if it were evenly divided every last man woman and child on the planet would be a multimillionaire. 
Wow. Wow. So it proved that there was no shortage. There was just an inequity in distribution. And he wasn't advocating some socialistic controlled distribution. He was just showing that there's no shortage. So that is amazing. Since then, wealth has multiplied, but it's multiplied mostly in the hands of the few. Yes. And what we're doing today is helping people redirect uh, monies away from the destructive uh, portions of society and towards more creative and life-supporting uh, uses and protecting their assets. Um, these trusts, for example, most people of worldwide have never heard of the kind of international sovereign trust which enables investors, families, businesses, churches, educational organizations, humanitarian projects, charities, individuals, other entities, become gifted and endowed with the cream de la cream of estate planning and asset protection. And for those who are more upscale and financially comfortable who simply want to reduce taxes and protect assets, we've been privileged to be benefiting from this little-known international natural law trust. We found that this is how the cultural creatives, the change makers, the conscious wealth managers, contributors to a better world are quietly transacting sacred commerce it's an advanced asset protection instrument, a best-kept secret previously of the super-rich, and it can be used in most countries worldwide. It's not only non-taxable, but has no filing or reporting requirements. It can hold the assets of an LLC. Um, it can hold the assets of an S-corporation or a C-corporation or other statutory entity. Um, and it can go on generation after generation. It's not subject to the sudden changes in laws of parliaments and congresses because it is not under the jurisdiction. It's validation, it's validity, it's authenticity, it's operation. Uh, it cannot be challenged by a statute somewhere because it's a non-statutory entity. But it can hold bank accounts, it can hold securities brokerages accounts, transact business, take care of the family um, without the undue uh, exposure to risks. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Joins us here on our big broadcast. And uh, but before we let you go, my friend, how do we find you online and uh, pick up all your products, everything else, and get involved with you guys? Well, um, go to brilliantsandcommerce.com, and uh, there's also the contact us there if you have questions. Uh, you can read through our frequently asked questions, and then if you still have personal questions, we have a phone number at the top of the page, and also uh, the contact us. Once again, that's brilliance, B-R-I-L-L-I-A-N-C-E-I-N-C-O-M-M-E-R-C-E.com. And, Jiggy, it's been a great pleasure and privilege to be uh, speaking with you today. Definitely. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. Oh, okay, thank you. Appreciate it. We are going to take a brief time out, and when we come back, we've got more coming up on the Big Broadcast.
Today's podcast is brought to you by Amazon. It's really easy to support the Jiggy Jaguar experience before you shop on Amazon. And we all know you do. Go to the website, jagshow.com. Click on the Amazon banner on the homepage. It's that easy. Remember, that's jagshow.com. Click the Amazon banner before you shop. Check out audibletrial.com slash jaguar. For you, the listeners of the Jiggy Jaguar Experience, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, I recommend End of Watch by Stephen King. Check out audible.com. It is amazing. Check out A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. That's audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash jaguar. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash jaguar for your free audiobook. Do your kids treat money like it grows on trees? Imagine never having to hear your son or daughter say to you, Can I borrow $100 knowing quite well it is gone forever? It's time to change all that with a new system called Debt-Free Children. This innovative program allows your children five years after high school or college to pay cash for their house and car and still have money in the bank. The unbelievable has become reality. Debt-Free Children shows you how to teach your adult children to earn, save, and live a debt-free lifestyle starting right now. Order Debt-Free Children today at just $19. It's a bargain that will pay dividends for a lifetime. Visit YourDebtFreeChildren.com to place your order now. That's YourDebtFreeChildren.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneur's Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company at the age of 96. Order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life. 24 7, 365, and available worldwide on the internet. This is the number one talk show online, the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Show. Heck of a day today here on our big broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Download our app, JiggyJaguar.us. You can go ahead and do that. Lots of things going on, lots of things happening. Lots of things happening, as they say. I don't know who's saying it. Don't know why they're saying it, but they are indeed saying it. Check in with us tomorrow. Red Nation Rising Radio is the place to be. Also, find us on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher. We will see you tomorrow here on our big program. One thing I like about what you're doing is you have a website. Me too. Yeah. It's not just, means. it's not. Uh, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.